Thank you for checking out Blog Theater from Happy Living. Blog Theater is Scott Berry's take on a blog post on happyliving.com. Scott is a former NFL draft pick who has turned his talents to screenwriting and performing his critically acclaimed one-man shows Solo Gig Squared and Rise. He is a man of many talents, and we hope you enjoy his burst of inspiration. The Amazing Power of Pure Love is the latest blog title of the moment here at Happy Living. As usual, I didn't write the blog. I'm only here to test it. What say you? It's true. I read them and then take them for a test drive in my head and in my life. No rules, no editing, whatever comes up. First reactions first. Okay, this title makes me pause. Or should I say the picture below it of a newborn gives me pause. Even more pause after reading it where Mr. Happy Living Matt Gersper shares how the birth of his first child changed him and his life forever with a jolt of the purest love he had ever felt. Honestly, my pause becomes pregnant and lasts for a couple of weeks and makes me miss my deadline by two whole days. I mean, what to say about the creation of life? That's big. On most levels, being a father myself, I know what Matt means. But I'm hesitant to claim the love I feel for my child as the purest of love, as if I have the right to make that declaration, as if there's some universal peak atop the love mountain and I'm standing there, flag planted. I hesitate because I have several friends who can't have children or have chosen not to have children. I hesitate to presume that they haven't experienced the same kind of love I feel for my daughter, but in other ways. I'm not suggesting that's Matt's point. He's clearly talking about himself. But maybe my friends who are on a different life spiritual path than me have experienced versions of love that I never will, even purer than mine. Maybe. Once I posted a picture of my daughter on Facebook, holding her favorite stuffed animal, a monkey she calls Douglas, standing next to my father's black lab, Ryder, in a cherry orchard, and I wrote the caption, Happiness is... Dot, dot, dot. Promptly, a career single friend, who's also an accomplished professor and world traveler, wrote, A little girl and a dog? To which I replied, For me? Yes. Now, obviously, I assumed his skeptical inflection, and that doesn't sound like something a friend would write, but I didn't take it personally, because as it turns out, my friend, as I suspected, had been struggling with his pass on fatherhood and the constant cooing from friends like me about our love for our kids. But after a good conversation where I suggested that love isn't a contest, and that the kind of love he's felt meeting and talking to people all over the world and with his students might be equally as pure. We eventually had a meeting of the minds and are still friends. His life, my life, our friendship. Okay, back to my life and Matt's blog. For me, the primal prehistoric guttural love that I feel for my six-year-old daughter surpasses anything I've ever known. It truly is, as another friend once told me, like living with my heart outside my chest. In fact, as I'm sitting in bed writing this, Delilah, holding Douglas, waddles in from her room and asks if she can sit with me for a while. Of course, I say. Mary Alice, my wife, is in the living room reading. What are you doing? Delilah asks. Writing. About what? Love. 
I see the wheels turn in her head. She leaves and returns with her pink pillow, signaling that she plans to stay the night, which is fine with Mary Alice and I. Sure, she'll twist and turn and kick both of us several times, interrupting our sleep, but how long will she be six after all? See, fatherhood, even marriage, was never written in my life plan. In fact, I've never had a life plan. I've always gone where my curiosity has taken me. Life wanderlust, I call it. That and my parents divorced when I was Delilah's age. Step-parents, another divorce. Some contentious relationships between them and with me. Some early death due to cancer. And some addiction issues, all ultimately painting the family unit picture with the dim colors of headache and heartache in my head rather than the bright hues of a love fest. But somewhere in my 40s, I knew something was missing. After years of dating, I knew I was a one-woman man and always had been. I knew I was better providing for those that I loved. Left alone to my own devices, I always felt off balance. It took me a while to come to that, much longer than most of my friends, followed by the thought that I had waited too long, that there was too much ground to catch up on. Then I met Mary Alice. We fell in love and married and had Delilah, before almost not having Delilah. This is the part where my love for her found its purity, when I thought she might never appear. You see, after the heartache of a miscarriage and then the joy of discovering we were expecting, our pediatrician called one day in a panic. Mary Alice's initial blood tests were all wrong. There must be some mistake, she told us. Her TSH levels, thyroid-stimulating hormone, were entirely out of whack. Our pediatrician wanted us to do another round of tests, so we did, and then she sat us down in her office and with a very long face told us that normal TSH levels should be around 4 or 5. Mary Alice's TSH was 152, 152. According to our pediatrician, she'd never heard of someone getting pregnant at that level and considered it impossible. So she sent us to an endocrinologist for more tests. He was even less encouraging. There's no way you can get pregnant at that level, he said before handing us a bunch of literature on the risks of continuing the pregnancy to birth. None of it was encouraging. Potential cognitive issues from retardation, their work, not mine, to autism and lots of challenging stuff in between. We met again with our pediatrician where she spelled out the risks in layman's terms and left us to make a decision. Terminate the pregnancy or proceed into the unknown. It was a gut-wrenching week, lots of tears and hand-wringing. It was also the week that I became a father. Not in the literal sense quite yet, but in the figurative sense. It was when the primal urge to procreate and then to protect that which I have procreated rose in my belly and in my chest. Ultimately, we decided that whoever our child turned out to be, we would love her unconditionally and she would be perfect just the way she is. Still, each ultrasound was nerve-wracking, just wondering what we would see in those images. And let me be clear, I think every child is perfect just the way they are, and I spent years working with special needs kids in Los Angeles and taught an autistic class for an entire year. Despite the challenges, I found those kids fascinating and brilliant in all their idiosyncratic ways. The parents, on the other hand, always look scared. The memory of their faces is what scared me as we ventured into the unknown. But we got lucky. 
We had Delilah at home with a midwife, and though she broke her collarbone at birth, she came out as perfect as she could be for her, as her, not compared to anyone else, who of course is perfect as well for them. In fact, the last thing I tell her every night before she goes to bed is that she's perfect just the way she is. So, is my love for her the purest love I've ever felt? For me? Yes. For someone else, it may be a stranger on a train, halfway around the world. Thank you for listening to Blog Theater from Happy Living. If you enjoyed this performance, please leave us a kind review. To read the inspiration for this episode of Blog Theater, go to happyliving.com backslash blogtheater.